Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Copenhagen centers on an Im- on the immature William character who, after weeks of traveling through Europe, finds himself at a crossroads in Copenhagen. Not just another European city. Copenhagen is also the birthplace of his father. When William meets a pretty girl, Effie, they set off on an adventure to find his grandfather. Effie's mix of youthful exuberance and wisdom challenge William like no other woman ever has. As the attraction build, builds, William finds himself truly connecting with someone for the very first time in his life. It comes to the realization if the girl, if the girl of your dream is half your age, Maybe it's time to grow up. We're joined today by the director of Copenhagen, Mark Razo. Mark, welcome to Film School. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Um, tell me a little bit about the genesis of the story behind Copenhagen. Uh, it started when I, uh, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, is from there. and I, I spent quite a lot of time there, probably six, seven years ago. And my first trip there... I was kind of like, um, you know, if you want to, if you want to become one of them, you're given a bicycle, and that's kind of <laughs> how you traverse the city. And uh, and just suddenly, I was on my bike, and I realized I hadn't ridden a bicycle since I was probably 14, 15 years old. And just this wave of kind of ex- youthful excitement just washed over me, and I just wanted to knew I wanted to like capture this in some way. So that's kind of the the genesis of me wanting to go to Copenhagen and shoot. And then as I fell in love with the city, it just kind of grew from there. And, you know, discovering certain um, certain ways that things work over there mm-hmm. uh, that are very different kind of from a North American um, way of life, I just thought there's a lot of potential here for, you know, uh, American guy meets local girl type story. And that that's kind of where it started. Um, I feel like the story is much more than that, and it's it's much deeper than that. And and that um, you know that came a little bit later in the process, and that's when I really got excited to go and make this film when it was when it kind of became about this man's journey to discover his past. Yeah, and and I just sort of in you know host interjecting here uh, that I have spent a little bit of time in Copenhagen. Uh, and oh, cool. and uh, it is a beautiful city. I was so impressed with it uh, as a very livable, human-scale city. That's what impressed me. What was it that you found in terms of sort of your connection to it? Um, there's, you know, it, it is a very, when you say very livable city, absolutely. It's a, kind of like this like hidden gem where everything is just kind of new and perfect and, and you know and, and the people are friendly and 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 just kind of i think it's been voted like the hat denmark is in like the happiest place country in the world for like three years in a row or something <laughs> like that so there's like you know there's all that aspect but for me really it was just just the youthfulness um of the city and like the the embracing the the fact that they embraced youthfulness and they embraced change and they embraced progress and that's what i felt when i was there you know and uh that's what excited me about excites me most about when i go back to yeah so so as the writer the director uh in this relation let's talk a little bit about the 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 story itself uh william is this man looking 
Well, he's there uh, sort of at the beginning of the film. He's there with his friend and and his friend his friend's fiance. Yeah. And we get to see him sort of as uh, as kind of a philandering guy, kind of a you see the immaturity of him. You see that he's looking for um, you know easy sexual encounter, shall we say, yeah. with whoever. Um, and it, it it goes from there. Tell us a little bit sort of how the the story, uh, without giving too much away, how it unfolds in terms of the story. Yeah, I mean, the setup is basically it's a guy who's who's doing his uh, his European vacation, maybe like ten years later than than most people do it, and and uh, it fits because his maturity level is is probably at least that far um, back. But uh, yeah, he's there with his friend. His friend brings his girlfriend, and they're kind of in a in a troublesome situation. And you pick up after they've kind of gone through Europe, and they're landing in Copenhagen. And he's there to uh, to track down his grandfather, his last living relative. Um, and all he has is this letter. And basically, he meets um, you know he meets the young girl and uh, Effie, and 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 they kind of they they work for each other. She's um, she's mature beyond her years yeah. and he's immature you know completely immature and they kind of lean to learn to meet somewhere in the middle by the end of the film and both really grow from this experience i'm not sure what i should give away in this interview yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of a moment in the film um that's out there i mean it's, yeah. it's it's being acknowledged in a lot of reviews and stuff like that but yeah she's much younger than him and he discovers that on his journey yeah, and and again, I, the, the, let's acknowledge as well the the acting. William is uh, Gethin Anthony and Frederic, Frederique. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, Frederica. Frederica, uh, Dahl Hansen, who's terrific. Um, they're really th- th- this is the couple that carry the film. Um, there's Sebastian Armesto who plays Jeremy, and then Olivia Grant who plays Jennifer. But the guts of the story are are the the, the relationship between these two, and um, it is very well acted. I I particularly uh, thought that uh, Frederike Adol Hansen was able to project. Obviously, she looks young, but she also was able and the, the sort of that youthful vulnerability. But she does a terrific job of never overselling herself as you know. More mature in a lot of ways than William. I, I thought. Yeah. I thought they worked off of each other very well in the film. Uh, what was it? Is was this a film that took a little bit of time to cast? Did you have some? Did you have a Gethin in mind? How how did that work for you? Um, it took a long time to cast. I'm very I'm very particular in the casting process because uh, mostly because it's it's a very inexpensive process to get so much right later in the film. Just meaning, like you cast wrong, you're 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 paying for it, both figuratively and, and literally. So, um, so I'm very thorough and very picky, and I was getting quite stressed out as the film was approaching, and we were casting for about three months, and I still hadn't found my people. Um, but I feel like it was worth the wait. Uh, definitely, Gethin Gethin fortunately was through a friend of a friend who kind of handing off the script and, and kind of getting it to him that way. Um, and he he connected with it, and he really, really liked it and got on board. Mm-hmm. And Frederico was casting in Denmark, and uh, it was uh, one of the most impressive casting sessions I've ever been a part of. <clears throat> Completely transformed the energy in the room and just kind of blew everyone away. 
she's a real talent. She's been this is her third feature film, mm-hmm. her first English language one, but the the first two she was in, she was nominated for Danish Oscars and she won one of them. So she is like creme de la creme in Denmark, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And it shows in the film. And I, I also, just not to ramble on, but I also feel like both of these characters, they more to your point, they really kind of stick to their guns and em- embrace these characters um, so much so that maybe it's a little uncomfortable and it's it's not, you know, what you expect. But I think Gethin was unflinching as this kind of quite unlikable, confused, angry man. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Frederica really didn't play into, like, you know, the, the kind of pixie dream girl fantasy. She was she was much more whole and wholesome and much more mature than that. And I, I give them both a lot of credit. I think that's an excellent point because, uh, to be honest, I mean, you don't like William at the beginning of this film. He he exhibits a very kind of boorish, ugly, in in a way, an ugly, the ugly American initially. And you're right, he does. It, it's not like uh, it's he suddenly becomes you know something a little more uh, with a little more depth to him. But uh, it, it, there's some key points in in the plot and uh, that where you see. You see him begin to turn, and you start to warm up to him. He he the, he has a very uh, kind of inviting sort of presence about him. I I and it's such a hard thing. To, uh, you're talking about casting. It's such a hard thing to quantify. It is that truly you you know it when you see it. But there are certain actors who their face lights up, and it really changes the character their character. In un, sort of unexpected ways, that sort of letting you—it's—it's. It's, I don't know. I mean, I can't. I'm not doing a good job of describing it. But no, no, he, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it, it just a, a facial expression can open up kind of an, uh, a character's emotional landscape in ways that you don't generally see from actors who aren't that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I I really like that about him. Um, this. Uh, there's, he reminds me a little bit of an actor who sort of caught my attention lately, Jake Johnson. He 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 has that kind of quality to him mm-hmm. as well. Cool. So I just I just wanted to you know I think, think it's, he, it's it's actually very funny because he's playing. I mean he his next thing you'll see him in is this NBC uh, NBC event series called Aquarius that comes out which and he's actually playing Charles Manson in it. Um, oh, yeah, which is. <laughs> Which is quite interesting, but you can kind of, you kind of get it, like that kind of, you know, for everything he was, he, he also had the ability to charm people, and you know. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Charlie could definitely, obviously, was able yeah. to talk people into doing the most heinous things imaginable. So, yeah, so, so it's, it's quite, it's, it's, I just thought I would throw that out there because it is, you know, kind of, kind of related to what you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, again, certain actors... Uh, have that ability to just with a change of expression, and, that, and that's how it struck me watching uh, him to really make you like them or make you feel what they're feeling. And and, and I know that in some ways I'm describing the essence of acting, but some it looks just so much more natural. It's so much m- more a part of uh, of the character that they're portraying, and and that and that is the skill for me of watching a, a good actor at work. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to remind our listeners that you are in Los Angeles today as we speak, October 3rd, Friday, uh, to uh, to do some Q&A 
Are you here more than Friday? Are you here as well tomorrow? Uh, yes. the, the NoHo, the yes. Limley NoHo 7 in, in North Hollywood. Exactly. So uh, the 750 screening, both Friday the 3rd and Saturday the 4th, okay. myself and Gethin, the, the lead, will be, uh, will be there for the screening and available for Q&A after the show. Fantastic. Um, which is exciting, and, the, and we're also showing in New York, and we're fortunate enough to have Frederica the lead there, so that's oh. quite cool too. Yeah. Oh, wonderful! And also the the producer David Figueroa is he also? Yeah, that, exactly. That's producer. at the uh, the Quad Cinemas in in New York. So that's uh, we we are since we we are broadcasting over all kinds of mediums. It's it's good to let everyone know that that, that across the country as well. That yeah. Okay. Are, great. So yeah, Village East Cinemas in New York. It will be, uh, and I think it's after the 7 o'clock screening, both tonight uh, and tomorrow, Frederica and and producer David will be there, and me and Gatham will be in the L.A. screening. Well, that's fantastic. That's a great uh, bookend uh, for the film, for for you to be here and with uh, Gatham, and that's terrific. And also, let people know, um, although I want you all to go see it in the theater, because that's what the suits care about, um, but it's it's also going to be on iTunes uh, beginning today as well, but see it in a theater, darn it. Yeah, absolutely. Check it out. You know, there's uh, we've been getting a lot of good press today, which we're happy, getting great reviews, yeah, so yeah. that's always exciting. And, uh, uh, I'm, you know, the response, we did a nice festival run leading up to this, uh, starting with Slam Dance, where we won the Audience Award. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to now, and we've had just great responses from all the festivals, so it's been been quite overwhelming but i think um audiences will take to it quite well yeah isn't that uh th- that and i talked to a number of different filmmakers and the uh the, the film festival route uh has has often um given such a tough marketplace for ind- independent films uh can be a godsend and when you do get some recognition and obviously winning some awards it's yeah. just just kicks you into a whole nother strata in terms of the ability to distribute your film and Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, we, we you you're in a tricky place where you're, you know, you're obviously aiming for all these A-list festivals, but they're really hard to get into. I think, I think something like I think Sundance had something like ten thousand submissions this yeah. year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, just insane, right? So, um, so, but you're playing these other really quality festivals, and the fact that we won, we ended up winning awards at five different festivals, um, was really, really contributed to. You know, to to distributors and people realizing that this film has an audience. You know, and this film is accepted, and it's really really difficult. But you know, I, I'm very thankful for the festivals for first accepting our film and then you know awarding us with with the best narrative features. Yeah, you. I'll just go through a couple here. You won the Grand Jury Prize for narrative best narrative at the Florida Film Festival. Um, we you won at the. Woods Hole Film Festival Grand Prize uh, for Best Narrative Feature. That's fantastic. As well as the Destiny City Film Festival, Best Narrative uh, Film fe- at that film festival as well. So, um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it is yeah, true. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Now, and, we, uh, and yeah, and we, we won a Gasparilla, and the, good thing, the cool thing about that is that Frederica, our main actor, she actually won the Best Actor Prize at that festival up against literally hundreds of actors in, in so many films. Um, so that's, you know, that's how much they thought of her performance in this film. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I've been sort of focused on uh, Gethin's performance, but I, I'll go back to it, that, that uh, Frederica, 
uh, is able to project the the, uh, the essence of youth, but at the same time, um, what I really like about characters, this, you've written this well in the sense that um, she's a strong woman. I mean, she she's uh, she's definitely very self possessed and and knows enough about herself, and obviously mature beyond her years. But at the same time, she is a kid. You can and that's obvious in 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 a number of different scenes. But she's just a really intelligent uh, character, which I yeah. Liked. And she's like that. That that's who she is as a person too. So it's really great. Um, she really just embodied the role and. Uh, much more than I could have hoped for. Yeah. She just really came through with a, an amazing performance. We're speaking with the director and writer of the film Copenhagen, Mark Rasso. Um, and just real quick on the on the uh, filming in um, Copenhagen, um, mm-hmm. challenges. Uh, were they? Is it a, a, a very amenable city to filming? Um, yeah, that that experience was great. It was you know the film is a is a micro budget film. It's, it wasn't made for uh, a lot of money. Um, you people don't, you had you, know, to, we, you actually had to steal some bicycles as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was some fun. We only had a few. We had like three production vehicles, and every actually everyone got from location to location on bicycles, which was re- very very fun. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, and so the problem was the problem with not having a lot of money is like you can do it, but then we decided to go film in like the most expensive country in the world, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so the big, the big punchline when we were there, when we were complaining about how much things cost, everyone was like, well, at least it's not Norway, which is apparently, <laughs> yes. So, um, but the cool thing is we kind of discovered that, you know, what we were doing, which I call kind of like the New York indie, um, wasn't done very much or at all there. So people were really excited about it, and people were really getting behind us. And, uh, you know, we shot in, in Tivoli Gardens, which is like a, a an amusement park in the middle of the city, and they let us shoot there for free. Not only let us shoot for free, they opened it up three hours before the park opened and gave us access to one of the rides and, you know, for, for free, which was just incredible. And uh, we, we found that um, throughout the city that, that people really, really opened their arms and accepted us and it was kind of like a you know cool thing this like little US crew making this small movie in Denmark and people really got behind it so that it, we couldn't have it couldn't have been better in that regard yeah yeah I, God, I, that was you know it's I don't want to become a travel agent here but that definitely had the uh, the vibe that I was I was there years ago I was there over 20 years ago and I just was stunned by just the the, the interaction between people who just casual conversations and you know passing people on the street they seem extraordinarily happy people i mean i i was blown away from you know i just and 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 uh, that's always been my impression is it's a com- country that um has uh, been in the forefront of a very progressive sort of social and environmental programs and uh, yeah it's yeah it, yeah it's wonderful and i'm i'm glad you're able to uh, that that you were you were able to sort of Re- reflect that in the film um that uh it just seems like a very livable sense yeah so and it is it's a it's a part of you know a character in the film in a manner of speaking it, it's absolutely intended to be a character in the film and part of our idea going into it was that if you've uh been to copenhagen already and you've seen the film you'd want to go back and that if you haven't been you'd want to go um you know that's kind of what we were doing trying to that was the impression we were trying to make of the city and i, I hope I think we did. We're getting a lot of positive response from yeah. people. 
um, saying they want to go there, or that, you know, or they, they miss it, or they've been there and it reminds them. So that's great. Uh, we're really excited about that, and and it's such a wonderful backdrop to have to tell a story. Yeah, yeah, and so what is what's the takeaway for for you in in terms of you know we wrote the film and directed the film. Um, what did you what would what you learn in terms of um, you know trusting yourself as an artist, uh, you know, your instincts on this, uh, and and as a follow up, kind of the business side of being a, a filmmaker. Uh, what what are sort of the takeaways for you on, on a on a project like Copenhagen? Um, that's a good question. It's it was it came off of. Um, you know the reason I pushed forward with it was because I had done my, I had done my short film called Under, which was uh, which I had really liked and, and kind of hadn't done anything. Uh, it was my thesis film at Columbia University, and and I was kind of really frustrated that I hadn't done anything. So I decided that I was going to go make this this really low budget feature because I felt like shorts weren't doing anything. And very fortunately, a few months before we were starting Copenhagen, Under ended up winning the Student Academy Award. Um, which gave us a bunch of publicity and gave us just enough kind of um, finances to go and and do the film. Mm-hmm. And but the thing is, we went and made this film, but you know, none of us got paid on it. I, I, I have, you know, you're not making a cent on it, and it's a very, it's a, it, it, it's very rewarding. I also edited the film because you know this is my film. I wrote it, directed it, edited it. It's oh, okay. there's no input. There's nothing. You know, this is exactly the story I want to tell. Um, you know, of course, I listen to feedback and whatnot, and and try to craft the best story possible. But the 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 negative part of that is that I, you know you're not making any money on this film, and you, you you've given like a, a year or two years of your life to get this out. And you know, sure, we're paid on deferral, and if the film ever does make money, we'll finally see some of it. But I, I'm not sure that's going to happen. You know, um, by the time, I'm not sure. I mean, hopefully the investors will get their money back, but I'm not sure it's going to actually get down to me yeah. in the end. So that's frustrating, but it's at the same time really rewarding. So it's kind of this this weird kind of give and take thing. Um, and going forward, you know, you the film has done wonders for me. Um, it's got me set up with other projects to direct. There's probably about three, four other projects I'm attached to right now that are at various stages, going out to cast, looking for financing. None of them sure things. You know, I'm lucky if one of them gets made, um, but I, I'm feeling confident about that. And, you know, hopefully now I'll start to see the rewards of mm-hmm. of what I did on Copenhagen. Um, but th- my question is, does that mean I'm going to have to sacrifice some kind of artistic integrity or, you know, most likely not going to have final cut on the next film, mm-hmm. let alone editing it myself, or, mm-hmm. you know. So, so it's a give and take, but, you know, in the end... Um, you have to make a living, but I don't think filmmaking is something you go into to make a lot of money because uh, then I just would have went to business school or something. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's definitely a passion thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just you're echoing a lot of the concerns that I've heard from other filmmakers or concerns or issues that do come up. I mean, the first one. Did you do any Kickstarter on this? Any kind of uh, crowd financing? Um, we didn't. I I. I was debating it um, back and forth, and I—I I don't know. I have a—I always feel a little bit, 
you know, I go on those like Indiegogo or Kickstarter campaigns and I see stuff like, you know, help bring clean water to a village in Africa mm-hmm. and help make my film. And I always feel like, mm-hmm. geez, you know, is that really <laughs> like the choices I have? So, you know, we decided to go out and get, and and we found some financing that, um, we found some financing, you know, it's not, not a lot, but from people who had the money yeah. to, to give it to us and, and kind of did it that way instead of asking my friends who are barely getting through school themselves to, to give 20 bucks. And, it, it, you know, it's a good way. Yeah. It is a good way to get stuff made. And definitely, you know, I understand people people contribute because they can, but I just, yeah. at the time, I just wasn't feeling comfortable enough to to kind of ask the public for, for money to make my project. So. Yeah. Now, Mark, is this film, it, it seems to me as a, you know, it seems like as a business person, this is a film that's set up to play pretty well in Europe. Yes. So right now we have a North American uh, distribution, and that's starting today in the U.S. And we've been we've been selling the rest of the world slowly over the past six uh, six months, and okay. you know, and that's one way that we're going to recoup uh, for sure. Um, and our our foreign sales agents doing a good job of of getting it down. That's you know, but it's a it's a long process, and yeah. you know, all truthfully, what I want. Uh, is for as many eyes to see it as possible, yeah. and it looks like that's going to happen. So. I, I guess, Mark Razzo, the reason I'm asking you these questions is, uh, first of all, we're film school, so we do try to impart uh, some uh, some information to uh, filmmakers uh, while we go about, you know, trying to find out about films. Yeah. Uh, and that is, these, these I, increasingly, I think I'm seeing more and more directors, people involved with uh, indie films, it, this this is a business. When you make a movie, you're really you're really opening a small business. Yes. And I've, and you're you you know it's a startup. It's a it's a tremendous amount of work for a startup, but it is that's what you are. And so I'm always curious uh, to see how people are approaching it in terms of knowing that going in. Do they understand that process? They understand that that's what they're in for. Uh, and are taking advantage of what you would as a business person and marketing to Europe seems like a natural and and that sounds like what you're you're a part of but it is uh, for people who are in film school who want to make you know their citizen Kane the thought of trying to becoming a you know essentially uh, a startup entrepreneur is a very probably a very daunting idea for a lot of people yeah no I agree but I think it's very important to have a business sense um, as an independent filmmaker, because that's what it is in the end. You're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, like I said, we we all made sure that the contracts were in place, that, you know, if this movie ever did well, we would get paid on deferral, which is important. And also we consider it an investment on the future. You know, I'm going to have an opportunity to make another film now because of this film. So, yeah, yeah. And, and those are kind of like business terms in a, in, in a way, you know. Um, so that and, and that's how we approached everything, um, yeah. and I think it's a very, very good point. And it's a very, you know, team up with you have to team up with producers who know who kind of know their stuff. Yeah. And it's also very wise, I feel like, for directors not to get burdened with it, but to yeah. to know enough about what's going on to understand the business aspect of it and, and understand really how to a get the movie made and then b how to get it you know, to an audience. Yeah, and learning to incorporate it into your mindset that you're, you're, you're an artist, you're about making the, vi- you have the vision of, to make the film you want to make and that's fantastic. 
but uh, but and I can attest, I have seen some of my favorite all time film all time films doing this and on film school for the last eight years. And I can tell you that you know the amount of people who have seen some of these movies would fit in your garage. It's just yeah. it's it's sad. It's horrible. Yeah, it and I and I like to think just it's sort of taking the long view. That in the same way that we look back on the 30s and 40s and we and the discovered gems of their time and, uh, un, you know, that were hit, you know, these are the kind of movies, in my opinion, that down the line people will, once we get past the Transformer, the, 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 the reign of terror of these kind of tentpole movies, not all of which are horrible, but it's just this yeah. idea, the bigger the explosion, the bigger the budget, bull crap, that these are human films about human beings you know, struggling, laughing and crying, and all the rest of it. That that's the connection for me for films, and we we will over time begin to appreciate these movies that, for for a lot of for a lot of the audience are just they're not aware of them. And uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I saw so many great films that you know during the festival run. Yeah. Um, that I'm, and and the good thing is like I'm keeping tabs on them, and you know. You can create a Facebook page and and like that, which by the way we have one. So please, oh. <laughs> please like it. But yeah. um, you know, and you can keep tabs on this this movie that you see at the festival, and, and you can promote it that way, and kind of let your friends know that when it's in their town, you should really check it out. And I think it's kind of up to that's kind of how I see you know films getting out there right now is is through social media because um, you know we don't have a marketing budget on Copenhagen, we can't afford to. You know, it's it's very minimal. We have trailers running in the theaters, it's yeah. playing and stuff like that. But you know, it's uh, it's just kind of word of mouth and 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 getting it out there. And it's so much easier now with social media. Um, so I, I agree. I hope that you know, once kind of all the dust settles, um, if people are interested in seeing really great films, they're out there. Yeah, and quality work is quality work, and 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 uh, and this is and this is is in that category and. Um, well, I've taken up a lot of your time. I didn't expect <laughs> quite so much, but I really appreciate it, Mark, uh, for, for being on Film School. I want to let our listeners know once again that you're in town here along with uh, Gethin for the uh, the lead actor in the film. Um, um, for tonight, for Friday, uh, October 3rd, and tomorrow night, uh, the screenings, tell me again which of the screenings you'll be at the 7... Uh, in in uh, Los Angeles, yeah. it will be the seven ten screening. Seven ten. Emily Noho. And then also back uh, in New York at the Quad Cinemas, uh, Frederica and the the uh, producer. Who's, yeah, who's the, David Figueroa will be at the seven fifty screening after for Q and A. Worth going to talk to to talk to the actors alone. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Mark Resso, director, writer, editor, producer uh, of Copenhagen, uh, thank you so much for being on Film School. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.